in most cases these 401ks are getting funded by your payroll provider and so it's basically taking that off the top before the check even gets into your bank account and from a behavioral standpoint a basically a nudging effect of automatically saving that money for you is something that most people is going to help them welcome to the all things retirement podcast with certified financial planner anthony alpha here's your host ben george well we got a great topic of conversation today on the podcast we're talking about 401ks all the questions that we hear most often from people about their 401k about this retirement account is a key piece for so many people's retirement and there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of questions and maybe some information that you're not so sure about or even aware of that we're going to talk about on today's episode of All Things Retirement. I am Ben George. Glad to have you on along with Anthony Alfo. He is a certified financial planner and the founder at Cardinal Wealth Group. Anthony, good to talk to you again. How are you? Yeah, Ben, everything's going well. Thanks for asking. We got, we're getting close to the holiday season. This episode going to publish kind of like late, mid late November, uh, recording late October. So we're kind of getting ready for the holiday season, gearing up. What do you have planned uh, for the holidays? I know your little baby girl is going to probably be able to enjoy Christmas a little bit more this year, right? I don't think last year she even knew what was going on. So <laughs> she was she was most interested in uh, destroying the, uh, the wrapping paper. So <laughs> I think that we'll, um, well, we're going to host... Thanksgiving, so it'll be okay. uh, judging my wife now instead of judging my mom. So it'll be <laughs> interesting uh, on the the stress level there. But uh, now it should be great. It'll be a fun time. She's certainly going to be a lot more aware. And uh, yeah, we're we're both really looking forward to uh, spoiling her the best we can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like fun, and I'm sure that'll your wife will do really well on Thanksgiving. Well, I've no doubt. Well, I'm going to say yes she's no listening. matter what. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say yes no matter what. You got to. You got to. Honey, this is the best turkey I've ever had, <laughs> besides yours, Mom. Keep yeah. practicing. That sounds great. I like it. Um, but look, I, we always talk about before we get into 401k discussion. We know we talk about things like how you help clients a lot, but I don't think we ever see the other side of things because not every client I think that walks into your office fits for you, right? So tell us about a time maybe when, when that was the case where the guy, somebody came in and they weren't a great fit you know, for you as a client, but you gave them some basic advice and, and you know that was, that was about the end of the relationship. I mean, I, I, th- I would say in general, most people that walk through the door are not going to become a client of ours. So okay. it's actually on a weekly basis that we are pointing people in a different direction. Now, we, we typically see somewhere around... 20 new folks uh, a month. And I would say that typically we end up working with somewhere around um, 10 to 20% of them. So somewhere between two to four people. So yeah, we're typically, and and it might just not always be us um, turning them away. They might not be interested in us to be, you know, truthful. But what I would say is we do have a lot of free webinars or workshops that we host where we attract people or from this podcast, things like that, where we encourage people to reach out uh, with any questions. And a lot of times we're answering or having those meetings completely free, answering those questions with w- without any of our own needs or what what I'm looking for to get out of it. So most of the time we are starting off one of our meetings completely free answering any questions and a lot of times we usually offer some type of report to help them further it's just really more of a culture decision that we've made in terms of trying to 
pay it forward and helping others out and you know good things will come about from it and so we'll have those meetings with people understanding that in in most cases it may not turn into anything um and when it's a mutual beneficial relationship it it kind of rears its head immediately where you know there's that synergy in order to continue the conversation. So we take a pretty laid back approach and we have a list of people that we point to different organizations or other advisors all the time that we introduce them to if they're not a fit for us as well. Well, I'm glad to ask you that because I just would assume that, you know, most financial advisors would would take whatever work they can get. Not not saying that you don't get enough work, but just saying like, you know, you're, you you help everybody however you can, big or small, whatever it is. But it's interesting that you have that that, that approach to it, very uh, specific approach, but also open to helping out everybody. I just wouldn't have guessed it would have been so many people that uh, didn't fit necessarily every single week. Well, I, I think it's just looking at it from a long-term relationship and what we were most focused on. And yeah. it's, you know, helping people with retirement planning and uh, wealth management there and, and managing the retirement plan. Some people might just need some help on, you know, one thing like Social Security timing or something like that. That that might not really be, a, you know, the best fit for us. Or gotcha. you know, there's, all diff- there's a lot of different reasons. And I know it's intimidating for a lot of people to come into a financial advisor's office not knowing what to expect. And so we want to treat them with respect that they deserve and answer any questions and try to be as helpful as possible. And if it's it's a good fit for us, that's great. And if not, that's okay. We'll help them, you know, get to the right place if it's not with us. Awesome. Well, I like hearing that and I appreciate you answering that directly and, and frankly. Um, and look, if you're looking to sit down and, and find out if Anthony is a, a good fit for you, you can do so uh, by calling him at 609-605-2808. He is a certified financial planner over at Cardinal Wealth Group, the founder there. And he also co-authored a book as well. So you might want to check that out. You can maybe read through that a little bit too before you maybe meet him for the first time. But either way, uh, feel free to reach out. As you can tell, it's a no obligation meeting. And um, if it works, great. If not, he'll try to do as best he can to, to point you in the correct direction. Well, I'm sure a lot of clients that you work with probably come in with some 401k questions because it is such a important asset for everyone. And I think we've touched on this too before, right? The 401k is a key piece to most people's retirement plans, right? Certainly today, it's it's one of the, maybe their only savings option that they have that they come in with. And yeah, in addition to social security. Okay. So we got six different uh, frequently asked questions that maybe come across your desk or over the phone when you're talking with clients. So let's go run down these and try to help some people out today. Let's start with the free advice that maybe some companies offer. You know, oftentimes you you have the, the choice from your employer to take free advice or maybe get some advice on your investing for a very low fee. You think it's a good idea to take advantage of that? If you don't have someone at this point that you're working with, and you're kind of running the ship yourself, I don't think it's a terrible idea to get a second opinion from somebody. I would just understand what their qualifications are. A lot of times when you're talking about a 401k, a lot of times they're really an employee benefit specialist. And what I mean by that is that they're there to provide a service to sell um, an employee benefit plan like a 401k or a disability plan or something that an owner wants to provide to their employees and and themselves. So they're not maybe always keenly aware or in tune with all the individual financial advice 
investment selections as to what's going to be right for you, there may be more kind of thinking from, you know, how do I make sure that I keep this plan here with the employer, do a good job of answering phone calls, service requests, and things like that. And that doesn't mean that they can't help advise you. It's just just making sure you understand kind of the difference there. So maybe it's a good starting point just to kind of get familiar with you, your account and, and what's offered, but maybe not look to this person or these people for advice specific to you on investing options. I guess a good I, I, I think that's fair. And sometimes they have different reports that they can provide you or help you navigate if you're kind of doing it on, on your own there and not really yeah. sure what you're looking at. They can certainly help in most cases, I would think, you know, with understanding what information that you're looking at and, and where to find it as well. Okay. Well, the next one, maybe not everybody's even aware of this, but there there are options sometimes within your 401k to take a loan out with the money that's in there. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Well, ideally, it's not good to take away from your long-term savings because the longer it's in there uninterrupted, the better chance it has to continue to grow and compound on itself. But life does happen, right? And things happen that are unexpected. So from a you know, things like COVID right now, people maybe have lost their job and need some income. I mean, it's it's a it's a place that you could go to help with maintaining the, the home as it is right now. And so it's certainly an option if, if you have nowhere else to go. In terms of other options for, hey, I'm looking to get a new home, I need some extra money for a lump sum, or I want to upgrade uh, my vehicle, and I need to come up with some money. It's certainly there to, to use it. I it just don't think it's like the best use of it when you're using it for things that are more on a discretionary basis. Because there's a lot of studies out there, and you can look them up, of the difference or negative outcome that happens when people take loans from their 401k. When you look at this stuff over a 20 to 30 year period, and the outcomes can be pretty dramatic depending on how how often you're taking loans from it. So the uh, time value money is best used uh, not interrupted. Okay. Good to know. We talk about rollovers before, but you know, with taxes where they are, um, I think a lot of people are considering rollovers. But when when you have the four hundred one k, and maybe if it's a past employer or whatever it is, when does a rollover make sense, and when does it maybe not make sense? I would say that the best times to think of a rollover making sense would be if you want more control of your money when you leave your company and you're going to want to start taking income maybe from your, say, your 401k funds, it's going to be difficult to take out monthly or regular distributions without going through a a pretty time-consuming process each time that you want to take money out. Most 401ks are not going to allow you to do like monthly distributions. So you're going to have to like fill out all this paperwork each time and go through a process. So it's going to make a lot more sense and be a lot easier to roll that over to an IRA where you can set up these automated types of withdrawals. So from a control standpoint, that's definitely one that comes to mind. And then more options from an investment standpoint. So your 401k generally is going to have maybe a select menu of funds to choose from. And whereas an IRA, you're going to pretty much have the universe of investments to choose from. And I would say that the third thing is maybe from a cost standpoint, although the cost of a 401k has come down, I think, significantly from when they were first introduced, generally speaking, you can save money uh, with a 
individual IRA type of account versus a 401k in, in most instances still today. So I think those are the ones that come to mind. If you're talking about some where it doesn't make as much sense, uh, one might be if, if you're still working or maybe already have funds at this company, well, you know, opening up more accounts doesn't always necessarily make your life easier. Okay. And people tend to maybe feel scattered when they have a lot of uh, different 401k or IRA accounts at different uh, plan providers. So in some cases, it might just make sense to keep it there because it's just easier, less is more type of thing where uh, you're perfectly happy. And maybe you like the provider there or or the person that you're working with there. And if you leave, you're going to lose access to them. So those could be some of the reasons why you might want to um, stay where you're at. That's good to know. And you know, if you have worked in a 401k or invested in a 401k at all, you probably come across target date funds. This is our next frequently asked question. When it comes to target date funds, are they a good option for most people or not? Well, um, I would say if if you're somebody who's doesn't really know what they're doing and kind of going at it alone, it's an option to consider. It, it can help from a simplicity standpoint. But if you have somebody that you're working with, I would probably not encourage it because you are kind of making some type of assumptions that these target dates are matching up exactly with your financial plan needs. So for instance, I had a a recent client come in that's been very happy with the target date funds that they've had over time. They're now retired, so they're in like a 2020 target fund. But when we did their financial plan, it turned out that we needed a completely different type of allocation, and it actually didn't even match up to to their risk tolerance. Hmm. And in fact, that it's a 2020 target fund, it's going to get even more conservative over time. It really wasn't going to be a good match for what they're ultimately trying to do. So in those types of instances the target dates are not really taking into consideration what your financial goals are. That's where I kind of would veer away from them. Uh, But for some people who are just starting out, it's maybe a good way to have a diversified type of portfolio that's being rebalanced for you automatically. Um, Not a bad idea for, you know, somebody to consider who's just starting off with saving for retirement and doing it, going at it alone. So kind of a good way to maybe build the habit, but as you get a little bit deeper into your career, maybe look at those and, and rebalance or diversify if you need to. They, yeah, they start making some bigger shifts as you get closer to your retirement date, uh, as you get closer to the, the date at which you choose. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of times may not be the right fit for you uh, for what you're trying to accomplish. It really you know, depends on the case. Gotcha. Okay. Well, as we're getting into 401ks, we all, we got to talk about contributions because you got to put money in. And if you're lucky enough, you maybe have a company that matches what you're putting in and every company is different. Number one. So I guess you want to start by saying, Hey, check and see if your company offers a match and, and then what do you need to do to get that match? But when it comes to contributions, where do you stand on how much you should put in? Do you put in just the max to meet what the company's going to match or do you put in beyond that? Well, we certainly want to take advantage of the free money if we can. So that's kind of the baseline, I would say. So if you have to put in 4% to get the entire 100% match and you can do it, I would say definitely do that. And then from there, I think it's more about looking at 
what other options that we have. And a lot of that has to do with how much money you make along with what you're, if you're married, how much your spouse is making, do they have access to a plan? And so we have to kind of look at some of the other pieces that are out there to really determine if this is the best place to put the remaining amount of whatever you're planning to save that year into this type of plan. So one thing I do like about putting as much as you can into these types of plans is that it's automatic and you don't have to think about it. And in most cases, these 401ks are getting funded by your payroll provider. And so it's basically taking that off the top before the check even gets into your bank account. And from a behavioral standpoint, a basically a nudging effect of automatically saving that money for you is something that most people is going to help them as opposed to getting that money, putting it into your bank account, and then waiting for the time in the future that you're going to put it in that other alternative investment. A lot of times things happen in life where you end up putting that money somewhere else instead. So for somebody who has spending and control issues, I think that the 401k maxing that is is a great idea. But we also want to take a look at things like taxes in the future. As we kind of talked, I think on last uh, earlier this month's episode, but what we talked about is the future of taxes rising in the future. If you're putting all your money into a 401k, all in the pre-tax dollars, and you don't have a Roth option in your 401k that a lot of people do not, it might make sense to only take advantage of perhaps the match and maybe to put money into two Roth IRAs instead to help balance some of the tax situation for the future. So not all your money is in pre-tax bucket, but now you have some post-tax dollars uh, as well. So those are some of the things that we would kind of look at between now and the future of you know retirement of, of what makes the most sense to set yourself up uh, the best way in the future. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Roth and uh, traditional 401ks. Not everybody has this option, but there are a lot of plans now. It seems like more and more have the option to to do a Roth 401k. So if you do find yourself with that option from your employer, is this something you need to be taking advantage of? It's definitely something that you really want to spend some time on analyzing. I'll give you an example of a client who who did not have a Roth IRA option when they were uh, saving into their 401k. They, they got to retirement and they were lucky to have uh, a pension that was a, a good amount along with two social securities from uh, both spouses. And when they get into, start taking money out of their 401k for requirement distributions, they're actually going to be taking that money out at a higher tax rate than what it would have been while they were working. And so in that type of case, it would have made a lot more sense had we worked with them sooner to be able to do that type of analysis to determine it might make some sense to pay the taxes and put it into the Roth 401k now. When we look at it, you're going to be in a much higher tax bracket than what you were while you're working. That doesn't always work out that way, but those are things that you want to think about. The other thing, you know, you could also be taxing your social security more for the distributions that come out of your 401k versus a Roth or maybe pay higher Part B Medicare premiums as well. So these are just, you know, all different types of examples that there's unintended consequences at times that people aren't really thinking about when you kind of take a picture of what to expect in the future that I think some financial advisors could 
are really helping people understand why it might make more sense to consider putting some of the money into a Roth. So just depends uh, on your situation and you got to factor these things in. That's great information for sure. And this has hopefully been great information for you. If you have some, some of these similar 401k questions, I think everybody maybe have dealt with a couple of these topics at some point and maybe scratched their head and try to figure out exactly how it makes, whether or not it makes sense for them. But you know, that's what Anthony does with his clients every day is answer these questions, but also helps to determine, you know, should you be rolling over your money? What should you be doing with the Roth versus traditional? How much you should you contribute? All this stuff is part of the process. And uh, you can always get in touch with Anthony, set up a, a meeting with him at cardinalwg.com or over the phone at 609-605-2800. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, as always, we try to get a couple of mailbag questions, answer uh, whatever questions are on your mind. You can send them in to us via the website. We'll bring them on the show and do their best to answer them based on the information that you provide for us. And our first question comes in from Elizabeth, the perfect uh, question for today's show. There's a section on my 401k statement showing that I can expect to create an income of about $4,000 a month from my current account balance. How reliable is that number and what are they basing it on? Well, that's a great question. I, I wouldn't know what they're basing it on, um, but what you can usually look for is kind of that fine print that shows you those assumptions that are kind of built into that income that they're kind of showing you. Um, I'm not a big fan of basing life decisions on this type of calculator that is being offered to you. It's maybe a nice feature for somebody who's just getting started off in their 20s or 30s and trying to run some projections of how much more of savings increases their monthly income in the future to kind of see that trade off. But retirement planning is is pretty complex. There's a lot of moving parts, just as we've been talking about with Social Security, taxes, and IRA, RMDs, and things of that nature that really, I think it's going to be hard for some general calculator to just make assumptions on. So not a big fan uh, for somebody who's making life decisions there with it. Um, and in terms of, you know, just looking for what those assumptions are built on, They'll, they'll definitely have to share that with you somewhere in that fine print, at maybe at the bottom of the page, or there's a link to click on. Okay. Thanks for that question, Elizabeth. Uh, Red is our second question today on the show. He says, I never worried too much about the market when I was working, but now that I'm retired, my stomach is in knots every time the Dow has a bad day. Should I just move everything to cash so I don't have to worry about it so much? Yeah, Red, that's no way to live. So that's, uh, sorry to hear that that's how you're feeling these days. And I can certainly understand. There's certainly been a, a feeling of a lot of ups and downs, so I totally understand. But I probably would say let's work backwards. And what I mean by that is let's put together a, an analysis of a plan to see what assets that you have to help with your retirement spending needs and kind of figure out, well, what's the littlest amount of risk that you can take in order to get there? Maybe maybe you can keep all the money in cash and you'll sleep better at night while achieving your goals. Or maybe you might have to take a little bit more risk than that. And you can kind of see how that matches up with that risk tolerance that you're talking about today. But that's going to be a way to maybe help you understand more strategically what the amount of risk that you need that you can take off or how much you need to take in order to get you to where you want to go. And, and that will, should be a better way to go at it rather than kind of think of it as more of an either 
all in or all out. Maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle. All right. Thank you, Red, for that question. Elizabeth as well. If you ever have anything on your mind, want us answered here on All Things Retirement, go ahead and send it in to us via cardinalwg.com. But if you also want to just have ask your questions directly to Anthony, set up a meeting by calling him at 609-605-2808. Well, that's a great conversation again. Make sure you uh, subscribe, though, too, before you uh, finish up here. Whatever podcasting app you listen on, we'll be there, and we'd love to have you subscribe to the show moving forward. Anthony, thanks for the time again. Enjoy talking about the 401k. It's such an important topic, and I think we got some uh, some questions answered today. Likewise, Ben, if I don't talk to you, have a great Thanksgiving. You as well. Thank you, and, and to all the listeners as well, enjoy your holiday season, and we'll talk to you again on the next episode. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.